Welcome back. You're watching Stockwatch with me, Julieta Televi, and joining me to take your questions this evening are Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investments and David Shapiro from Sassman Securities. And if you'd like to send those questions to us, please SMS 41392, email stockwatch at bdtv.co.za or tweet us at Business Day TV using the hashtag Stockwatch. David, good evening to you while we wait for Wayne. Um, I have to say, on an overall basis, it wasn't too bad on the market today, and I guess that was largely because of NASPAS and process. But personally, I feel <laughs> it was a very, very sour mood for me and I'm thinking of specifically of well actually I mean the pick and pay statement the consumer goods council mm. South Africa coming out on mass to say this is a crisis and you cannot think of this as business as usual and then coronation was the cyanide cherry on my particular yeah. Sunday mm. saying that they've yeah. cancelled the dividend because they've got a whopping mm. great tax bill well I, you, you, can add, you can add sappy to that and you can add uh, the fact that Steinhoff are now selling another six uh, percent of their PEPCO shares and that. So it was quite an eventful day. Lots to talk about. The mm. coronation is 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 very interesting because I, I I would just hold back and not get too excited at the moment. And I think the reason is because they won the first round in the Western Cape uh, tax court. So we don't know what the structure of the deal is. Yes, on appeal, the fact you know SARS are such spoiled sports and such uh you know baddies that they took them to to the appeal court and won that case so um it depends on where it goes to now but but they but coronation have to make provision they haven't given us an indication but the fact that they might delay might postpone the interim dividend gives you an idea this is not a you know this is in the region of yeah 250 to maybe 500 million uh the also the point is what happens from now on you know are they taxed down the line, you know, what's going to happen to their offshore earnings. So I think there, there are lots of questions that have to be asked, but uh, I, that's why I say just be careful. Don't get, get rid of your shares too soon mm. and don't get too, um, you know, too worried at this stage. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to run in and buy them now, you know, because you need more detail, but uh, the market responded. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, it seemed to come up with a number in its mind. I mean, mm. yeah, my question was, and this is a personal question, but I imagine that there's quite a lot of people who, like no. me, would have bought Coronation shares for the dividends. You haven't mm. really had much capital growth out of Coronation in the last couple of years. Um, I know Wayne has said consistently on the show it's been really cheap and he just felt the dividend yield was, what, 11 or 12 percent um, huh. when it was trading in sort of the early 30s and had a really good time this year up until today. Um, so you're saying don't dump the stock? Well, I, I, just until we get, until we learn more about them, I'm just look. It hasn't been the greatest performer. I mean, it's 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 really had a torrid year or torrid six months, and I think that's really because markets have been difficult to to gauge, and they haven't been making the kind of profits that they would, and you'd expect that because it's an asset manager, and you know when markets are up, that's when they do well. When markets are down, they don't. But but we don't know enough detail to draw any conclusions. Yeah. And I, I think it's incumbent upon them, yes, they've lost the case, just give us some numbers and, and tell us what, what what's the downside, what's the upside. Mm. Because actually there's another viewer asking, would Coronation in fact be a buy at these levels, even though there is no upcoming dividend, and with a hefty legal might, the hefty legal might that Coronation has, surely they would beat SARS at the concourse. Well, they've lost... We uh, can- They've lost at the concourse you don't this know. time round. You know, so. you don't know. Um, Wayne's here, but I know that he's he's he he tweeted that it was a buy, but I think that once just got to hold off until you know the consequences of what this means. 
So, um, you know, I, I just be keep, you don't have to rush in. Um, but but I think I don't think this is the end of the company by by a long shot. You know, it's just this has happened. Um, when, Remember, Hudeco had a massive yes, tax yes, and they, against him. They survived. You know, that was dodge one. That was seriously a dodge one. You know. Well, if I seem to remember correctly, it was some. Was it not a B structure that they'd set up, and mm. they'd been taking advice from a Bravura? I seem to remember at the time. Yeah. And. Uh. Um, Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, Before well, Wayne comes that. in very quickly, I think what I could never understand is that money used to go out, I think, as as interest and come back as dividends, you know. So I don't know what used to happen in Mauritius or some island there, but but somehow it came back, you know, in a purified form. So, um, you know, there's nothing that you can't get past these very smart tax people. Sadly. <laughs> um, Wayne, of course, we were talking about Coronation. Yes. I was feeling particularly yeah. aggrieved because I bought Coronation shares at the start of the year um, on the basis of the dividend yield. And of course, there's not going to be one. Um, and, and I suppose uh, the question for a lot of people is, well, what do they do now? Do you hold on? Do you buy in or do you sell? Yeah. Look, I mean, David's quite right in his summary, obviously. But remember, the first tax court found in Coronation's favor, mm. the Supreme Court of his field found in the SARS favor. They haven't granted SARS the right to levy any penalties. They can only charge interest on it. So clearly there's two sides to this argument with tax experts from both sides and legal teams and two separate courts coming to separate conclusions. Look, whichever way it pans out, Coronation is a fantastic company. I have full faith that they are very ethically and they operate very ethically. You are entitled to use tax laws to your advantage as long as you don't break the laws. Of course you're entitled to, everyone's entitled to that. So, I mean, if it, I, I hope Coronation does take it to the constitutional court, whether they'll accept it or not, I, I, I mean, I don't know. But this has big implications for all South African companies with interests overseas. In other words, the, the previous definition of a substantive business, the Supreme Court of Appeal seemed to think, or the tax court seemed to think that Coronation met the substantive business argument. And now the SCA has come up with a very, very detailed statement saying that it doesn't meet a substantive business because the money, the money wasn't managed there, it was outsourced. Mm. So we'll have to see how far this goes. But you must remember, this is one of these classic one-offs. Mm. This is not a rotten company in a bad business, in a declining business that's perpetually uh, got one crisis after another. This is a well-established company with a solid track record with clients so you so you skip profits for six months you skip profits for a year the share price is down 10 percent. i think it's a buy mm. and i mean you might be able to get it cheaper tomorrow or the next week who knows we'll have to find out how big this is it's obviously big because they've said it's material and, and they're skipping the dividend but i think this is one of these classic cases where it's a deep value share you know in a company that's all of a sudden one off almost outside of the um, uh, 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 control yeah. has has hit hit a snag in the road and the share price dips and that's when you buy good yeah. quality companies is when something goes wrong one off and then mm -hmm. oh, from there you go on I mean we're in an absolute equity bull market this is extremely good for asset management companies you know I, I think you buy it yeah okay.
All right, well, there we go. Thank you both for soothing some rather frayed nerves on there. <laughs> um, what do we do with things like pick and pay? Um, and I, sorry, I will get to viewers' questions. There's questions on Zida, there's questions on bonds. Um, David, pick and pay scathingly mm. said, this, the, the, the absolute lack of urgency to address no. the power crisis in this country means that it is no. our new reality. Uh, they're spending 60 million rand a month on diesel. Um, Shoprite spending you 90 million rand like a month. That. I mean, it's no. a colossal amount. You and they, can't. Yeah, you can't. But, but you have to because otherwise you don't trade. Um, does, this, does this put, I suppose, any retail share or retail yeah. exposure share in the South African context in a, in a totally different light? You have to take it seriously until it's sorted out because there were so many other differences. You know, they, uh, they pointed out that it was affecting customers. Customers weren't buying as much as they wanted to or normally do because they, they don't want to put the, the fresh fruit in a fridge or they don't want to buy big parcels just in case it goes off. Uh, the other thing is that it affects producers. Therefore, they can't access stock. So there's so many elements to it, you know, that they identified and I think in a very uh, easy to understand way of what it's costing them. At the moment, this is 60 million rand a month for diesel. It's 90 million rand a month for ShopRite, but 60 million. That's a big amount. And you've got to keep your shops going. So this is, this is an added strain, which is going to knock their margins. But it's, it's the other areas, you know, that, that they're not in control of, uh, access, uh, the customers going out and spending and also access to product. So, I, I would take it, you know, I would take it a bit seriously and say this is going to impact all the grocers and a lot of people in that same kind of uh, business. Wayne, what's what's your take on this? Yeah. <clears throat> look, look, I mean, obviously we all live with low shedding. It's been around yeah, 14, 15 years. The intensity has changed, but load shedding itself is not new. And I also find with companies when they report. If you got poor results, you jump on any excuse to <laughs> to blame some blame something else. And obviously, I mean, as I said, load shedding is an issue. The point is, Woolies Food had load shedding; they did okay. Checkers had load shedding; they did extremely well. Spa had load shedding; they didn't do too badly. Pick and pays, you know, essentially Checkers is eating their lunch. Their <laughs> sales in SA groceries was poor, and I know they had a lot of. I think new systems introduced or new processes introduced and all of this. But make no mistake, other companies, their direct competitors operating in exactly the same environment did significantly better than that. And the share was pushed down today and I think justifiably so. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. When it was <clears throat> quite right. You've got to, yeah. um, I think I, it's I, intensified I recently. <clears throat> you know, I, I, I think the worry is that that we've had a hundred days, you know, since uh, it started like November, December, and that's a worry. Is that it's it's gone up to uh, um, six hours a day and so on. So I'd just be I, I understand what Wayne's saying because I think they they were going to report flat earnings. They weren't going to report good earnings to start with. Mm. But um, I think you've got to be careful of of how this impacts uh, retailers and how to how it affects uh, consumers as well. Yeah. But, it's it's uh, going to get know, it's, it, more it, it, expensive mm, for everyone. Mm, I mean, the, mm. the costs that everyone is going to have to yeah. pay just to get stuff, <laughs> just to live in this country, is going up, undoubtedly. You, you know, you heard from you heard from Sassel yesterday. You've heard from so many other businesses now, where they're beginning to identify 
uh, the strain that they're taking as a result of this. So it's, it's, you know, it's widespread. Mm. And the market's beginning to feel it. You know, you're looking at retailers, they're starting to ease a bit. They're not, you know, they're, they're not running like they did. Mm. And do you think the rand today, I mean, the, you know, it looks like we're heading back to 18 to the dollar, is as a function of this negativity and the, the, the costs of, of load shedding bearing down on the economy? Or do you think there are other factors there? Just to wrap up this Look, I mean, toxic Obviously, load, load shedding is no, a negative, but the big thing, the rand was doing fine until the Fed, until the jobs numbers came out last week in America. And on that day, it started to weaken. So I mm. think there's more to do with dollar strength than rand weakness on the back of load shedding. I mean, the rand was trading at what, 1705, well, let's call it 17. And now what's at 1776? And it literally turned mm. when those job numbers were around. So this is not directly related to load shedding in South Africa. This is dollar strength. Okay. Actually, Wayne, just to stick with you, it's, uh, the viewer says, I'd like to know Wayne's view on Zida. So Zida, the, um, the car rental company, post the Barlow's unbundling. It looks cheap on all metrics, minus the debt, which doesn't seem to be too bad. Is the market missing something? Yeah, I just wish they got another name for the company. But anyway, <laughs> no, look, I'm, I'm very positive on car rental and tourism into South Africa, or car rental related to tourism into South Africa, hotels, everything. I mean, your destination, yeah, it's fantastic. Whether you advertise with Tottenham Hotspurs or not, people are going to come here. It's really cheap. So I'm actually quite positive. And I do agree. I think the share does look actually quite cheap. Mm. I mean, the chart we've got on <laughs> screen is horrible. It looks like some, well, it's, it's yeah. one way down. I mean, there was a sort of a flat period between middle of <laughs> December and middle of, to, towards the end of February. And yeah. it's just kind of fallen off a cliff. Yeah, I, I think, think it, it came on at an inflated number. Yeah, it was inflated when it first came on. But but I think you know people are coming back and uh, swooning about Cape Town, how wonderful it is, and how well looked after it is. And I suppose if tourists come here and go down to the you know down to the uh, garden route and stay in some of those enclaves, uh, whether they're in George or or uh, Plett or in Cape Town, so on, you know, they can have a good time. Go up to the game reserves. Which keep the generation you know, generators going. So, yeah, from that point of view, I think you know it's a marvelous place. It's when you get to Joburg, <laughs> then you've got to be really careful. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, I mean, yeah, anyone who's re who's been foolhardy enough to rent a car and take a detour through Joburg <laughs> is going to find themselves driving around the city for ages and ages because there's no functioning traffic lights and dodging <laughs> potholes, and the insurance uh, companies are going to be able to make yeah. lots on the super waivers because you know they're going to um, destroy the shred the tires, etc. <laughs> So, yes, but um, yes, the tourist, our tourist assets hopefully um, are still doing us proud. Okay, so you think maybe it is just over, but uh, overdone, yeah. and when you, you quite like it. Um, uh, then a question on uh, the panel's view on the following shares at the current value and uh, whether or not you are holding any of them in their portfolio, being Sassel, Mr. Price, and Impala. Um, Wayne, do you have any of those? And Sassel, I mean, Yesterday, a lot of people were saying Sassel's got to be the most disappointing company alive. Just when you think it's going well, then there's some sort of impairment or it just takes two steps backwards, having taken one step forward in the last while. Yeah, look, we own all those. We own all those shares. We're not overweight all of those, all of, all, all, all of the shares. I mean, Mr. Price, you all know the latest results that they came out with. But this happens in Aperol. 
I mean, it, it, it does happen. Mr. Price has proven itself many, many times. It's recovered from situations like this before, so we obviously still like the company. Impala um, and, and Sassel, commodity companies, uh, you know, they've run, the commodity companies have run very, very hard. Uh, they've done essentially not 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 so much Sassel and Impala, but the big heavyweight have done all the all the lifting on the JSC along with Process and Asperis. Uh, there may still be weakness in the shorter term with Sassel and Impala, simply because I mean Impala, you know, the production's down because of load shedding, mm-hmm. and we may see some more commodity price weakness in the very short term. Mm-hmm. But longer term, I'm extremely positive about the platinum shares. So let's say a five-year plus view. So if we do see some weakness in the shares now, I think it'll be a time time to buy because I think we're going into one of these little mini cycles now where the world starts to grow again by the end of this year on the back of interest rate cuts and we see fairly decent demand and there's no new supply. Mm. I mean, mining companies didn't, haven't invested since 2014 and I think that's bode very well. So despite what the RAND's doing now, I think it's also positive for the RAND. So, yeah, uh, you may see weakness, Cecil, and Impala shorter term, but certainly if you do see weakness in Impala, I would buy. Okay. David, your thoughts on those three? Just looking at Cecil in quite a lot of detail, you know, the concern was everything was in their favor, you know, the rand and the oil price, and they booped, and, and, and we know why. You know, they couldn't get their goods to harbor, couldn't get, uh, had all kinds of issues, which, most mining companies have felt, and you know, there again, I want to I want to look and see the at the results. This was a trading update. You want to go into the segmental report mm. and see whether this was structural or whether there were outside woes that they could overcome. But it, it was disappointing. The share picked up again today. It's fallen all the way back from 450. Where's it to 280, 290 now? So you're probably reaching a level where there will be support. But but you can be patient. I think I think I think Wayne's right on commodities. You might have not. You might have picked up that today. Anglo's pick, picked up a nine or ten percent in a Canadian nickel mine, and and the reason is that they're starting to look for assets um, that are going to you know help them in the future as as demand picks up. And platinum is a pretty decent metal to have yeah. um, in, in terms of new age metals. So. Uh, yeah, you know, if if there is weakness, I agree. There's going to be a point where it's time to start picking up um, some of these mining companies. But you don't have to rush. You know, we're we're in a difficult space, man. It's two steps forward, two steps back. Two yeah. steps forward, two steps back. I'm just looking at the U.S. markets after that wonderful run that you know after um, Powell spoke. Everything's been given back in the last hour or so. <laughs> you know, so you you euphoric one day and the next day, oh, you're grumpy. You know. <laughs> And who knows, you know, who knows what tomorrow is going to bring. So it's it's very difficult market to get a grip on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then let's move on to bonds, shall we? Um, and a viewer has sent three questions, um, but I'm going to ask two of them because otherwise it'll just take a little bit too much time. But um, the first one is, in what instance should one invest in long-term bonds rather than short-term bonds? Um, and what role would the state of the economy, inflation and interest rate levels have on that decision? Wayne? Well, look, obviously, the state of the economy, interest rates, inflation, all of this has an effect on the price of the bond itself. Look, every now and again, the bond yield curve changes where short-term rates are extremely low relative to long-term rates. In other words, it's an expansionary yield curve. Then you'll go longer. 
and then if you do get inverse yield curves where the short rate's higher than the long rate, then you'll go short. But generally speaking, if you buy buying bonds, you buy down, you buying duration. So most of the time you'll say, well, the bonds are giving me a 10% yield at six off the tax. That's not bad. I quite like that. And then you'll go long duration. In other words, the shorter duration bond is really just, an, just a, a smoothed out, you know, deposit at the bank. Yeah. Okay. Safe to park money. I, yeah. 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 The beauty about our bond market recently over the last two years is that while the short rates have been going out, the long rates have been holding. You know, they've been, yes. uh, so, so the, the yield curve has flattened and it's been a very good place to be. I think Wayne and myself have, have recommended many times and I still do. I still think that it's a, it's a nice entry point at these levels. That bond market has held remarkably firm against load shedding. Again, you can throw everything at that bond market. You know, the weak rand, you just keep on throwing muck at it. And those rates have held and done incredibly well. So people who've gone in you know, to the long end have, are, are okay. And I think, I think it's a portent of what's going to happen, you know, of, of the future. I think it's, it's not, if anything, those rates are going to come down and you'll make some capital profit. Yeah. It's unlikely that they're going to spike upwards from these levels. Okay. And then the, the following question is on duration. And he says, um, um, in what instance should one reduce or increase duration in the investment portfolio? And I don't know if he's specifically talking about bonds here or about, yeah, it would be. I mean, you don't talk about duration it bonds, when, yeah. when it comes to equities, right? Mm -hmm. Or is that just well, another look, way I mean, of asking? Essentially, <clears throat> Sorry, essentially it's your faith in the future. If you think inflation is mm -hmm. going to fall from seven to four, then you'll increase your duration. You think inflation is going to stay at seven or go up, you'll drop your duration, if not sell out in total. So essentially, duration is just part and parcel of the decision to go into bonds. The longer the duration, you might get a higher yield over time, but then the greater the risk you take as well. Yeah, okay. Just, you know, one thing that people don't understand about the bond market, it's liquid. <laughs> you, know, you can get yeah. in and out. In and out on a day, you know, if you make a decision to go long, it doesn't mean you're stuck there forever and you have to wait 10 years to get your money back. You can get out the next day. You know, it's, it's, it's a very liquid market. So I'm, I'm talking mainly the uh, sovereign bonds, RSA stock and that. So, so recall if you decide today to go long and something happens tomorrow that you, that upsets you, you get out, you know, yeah. you'll find a buyer, you'll find a buyer. So it's a very, very liquid market that you can play. Yeah. You know, that you can trade. I was just thinking of, um, and I was, I was trying to remember who, who mentioned the quote. It's at, at someone called James Carville. He said, um, mm. I used to want to be reincarnated as the American president, but I'd rather be um, come back as the bond market just because of the power <laughs> it has <laughs> yeah. to, um, to, uh, to hold sway over matters. Just a quick question before uh, stock picks. Um, <laughs> a, a viewer. I, very briefly, last night it was Powell who moved, not Biden. Biden went on for an hour and a half giving his uh, sonar uh, state of the nation. Markets did nothing. Powell spoke, but markets did something, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, there we go. Or a Federal Reserve governor come back reincarnated yeah, so, yeah. as one of those. Um, just a quick question on um, Richmond uh, uh, and process. We talked about Sassel before I get to your stock picks. Do you think they've done what they were going to do this year, Wayne? 
Nice person process, probably yes. And I think Richmond, yes, as well. Although I see it's up again today in the back of the week around. I mean, the, 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 was it a trading update or results that came out or sales update or something where it was absolutely fantastic, but the shares are running. David? That's right. Yeah. Hard. Okay, so you think they've. No, look, you can still own them. I wouldn't sell. I wouldn't sell them now. Okay. But they've probably done the majority of them. David, how about you? Any anything yeah, further I, to add? Look, I've always liked luxury, you know, and and uh, Richwan make a particularly luxurious watch and particularly luxurious jewelry. So there are people out there who buy it, and uh, I think with the Chinese coming back into the market. I, I would still hold it. You know, it's, it's it's still a superb company. All right. Well, get into your topics now. In the last process, nice place. I agree with Wayne. I think it's. Yeah. I think we've done our run for the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, David, what would you be buying um, besides? I, you know, at, at the moment, I'm totally confused. But I just have to draw attention to uh, Hammerson, which was up six percent. Now, I've been watching Hammerson the whole year. You know, it's a property company in the UK. It's got retail outlets it's got uh, offices and so on it's got it's in france i think ireland in the uk and it's something we've hated for the last couple of years all of a sudden it's up 30 percent this year i don't know what's driving and i'm trying to find out but it was up another six percent today and just the momentum seems to be gathering mm. sorry the share price seems to be gathering momentum so just watch it there's still lots of people who say sell. There are very few people that say buy, but the market's going in one direction. That's up. So I just alert you to maybe a trading opportunity there. Okay. Well, it sort of takes us back to what uh, April last year. So um, mm -hmm. if you feel that you've, uh, yeah, there could be well, could be uh, more to be had. Um, Wayne, how about you? I've spoken about coronation. That's my stock pick. I just make one quick comment. Is Shapiro's life is changing when Shapiro punts property companies. I know, I know. <laughs> totally thrown. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life, uh, this life is, is this changing. Is, this is a trading. Uh, this is pure trading. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've already explained early on, on about coronation. The bottom line is it's an extremely good company. There's a bull market behind us. The revenue is there. It's a one-off hit to the income statement. The share price is down. That's the, to me, that's the opportunity you get now and again in the market to buy mm. shares. Okay. All right. James, we shall leave it there. Wayne, David, thanks very much for joining us this evening. Uh, David Shapiro is from Sassman Securities. Wayne McCurry is from FNB Wealth and Investments. And we'll be back with Stockwatch tomorrow night. Have a good evening. <laughs>